This is the Heal from Toxic Relationships podcast with me, Dr. Sarah, empowering you to heal from painful relationships to rediscover your self-worth and confidence because you are ready to be the best version of yourself. Hello, my friends. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about why people-pleasing tendencies are a big red flag. Now, who in here is a people pleaser? I'm definitely putting my hand up to that and I know that I am not alone. And I know that a lot of people don't want to admit that they're people pleasers, but you know what? The only way that we're going to ever improve ourselves, that we're going to improve our lives and our relationships is by really being honest with ourselves and looking in the mirror in terms of what traits it is that we have, what tendencies we have in order to improve ourselves in order to live a life that is more true and authentic to ourselves. So back to my question, who here is a people pleaser? And do you notice the risks of people pleasing? Because being a people pleaser means that you often prioritize other people. You make sure that their needs are being met. You pay attention to their emotions, their thoughts, their opinions, and you shift in order to make sure they're happy, to make sure that their emotional needs are met, that their thoughts are being met, that whatever it is that they want, they get. But within that moment, you risk two main things. The first thing that you risk is that you end up suppressing your own needs. You end up neglecting your own needs. You dismiss your emotions, your thoughts, your opinions, because you're prioritizing the other person who's in front of you. And then the second biggest problem this attracts is that you end up attracting relationships that are really unhealthy for you. You attract relationships whereby the other person is likely to take advantage of your people-pleasing tendency, of your very kind nature. And so what happens is that people who may be more on the narcissistic personality spectrum or, you know, with the narcissistic personality trait, I'm not diagnosing anyone here with narcissism, but people who are more on that end who are really looking for their ego to be stroked or for somebody else to prioritize them to make sure that their needs are being met, then people pleasers are the way to go. And so what happens is, is that if you're a people pleaser, you are going to be suppressing your own needs and you're going to be prioritizing somebody else's needs and you're going to end up in relationships whereby you enforce both of those factors and it just ends up being a cycle that is reinforced time and time again. So what is going on here and what is happening? Why do you even end up getting in these particular situations? Well, the thing is, is that we need to look at the origin of people pleasing. So why is it that people end up being people pleasers? And a lot of the time, people pleasing is actually a trauma response. When I'm saying a trauma response, it could be a trauma with a big T or a trauma with a little T. So big T trauma would be something like if it was a major life-threatening event whereby my life was at risk, or it could be with a little T. So for instance, if I felt criticized a lot, I was perpetually criticized, I was perpetually negatively judged, or I had the threat of somebody leaving me or abandoning me, I felt neglected. So they're kind of on slightly different levels, but either way, the body, the mind, the subconscious mind still interprets both of these situations as being traumatic. 
And so what happens is, is that subconsciously we start learning that we need to make sure that everybody else around us is okay. Everybody around us is happy and they're doing whatever it is that they need to do. And we're helping them in being happy by suppressing our own needs. And when we make sure that other people are happy, then somehow we kind of interpret that, that we will be happy, that we will be okay and we will be safe. And so our ultimate goal is to please other people. And that is a method of survival. It's not because we want to suppress our needs. It's not because we think that we're not important. It's not because we're trying to reject ourselves or we're wanting to hate ourselves, not at all. But actually, we end up people-pleasing because we want to protect ourselves. We're wanting to protect ourselves from potential criticism, from potential judgment, from potential abandonment from other people. And so the way that we've learned how to keep people close to us and to keep relationships going, to keep connections going, is by making sure that other people are okay and other people are happy with us. Again, it's not to say that this is the healthiest way of being. But it's also a big sign of anxiety, right? Because even though it might have developed from a trauma response, it's also a reflection of anxiety. So it's a reflection of feeling anxious of what would happen if I did not do this? What would happen if I did not prioritize that other person? What would happen if I actually voiced my own need that might conflict with that other person's needs? And what would happen if I was at equal priority to somebody else? When I ask these questions to my clients, sometimes they genuinely don't know what it is that they're frightened of. They know that they're frightened and the question itself being asked, what would happen if you were as equal to as your partner, if your needs were seen as equally important as your partner? And a lot of the time people kind of get stumped and they don't know what to do. And you can see the level of anxiety in their face and their body in terms of their expressions, their responses. But at the same time, they don't know what it is that they're so frightened of, but they know for sure that they're frightened of doing that. And it's funny because we often fear the things that we don't know more than the things that we do know. Because if we know something, then at least we feel a bit more prepared for it. And so we know how to respond. We know how to prepare. We know how to position ourselves. But if we don't know something, we're going in blind. And so... That in itself is a really scary place to be in. So we work our very hardest to get some level of certainty. And so people who are people pleasers, they tend to get certainty by making sure that other people are happy. They tend to get certainty that the other person is going to stay, that the other person is okay with them by making sure that the other person is happy. because. They don't know if the other person is going to stay or not, if that other person isn't for sure happy. And so they, the, the sitting in the uncertainty feels very difficult to tolerate. Sitting in the uncertainty of, is my partner really okay with me not constantly pleasing them? Are, are they going to leave me at any point? Are they actually going to stay with me even if I don't do as much? And all of these questions become very, very difficult to tolerate because actually they lead to a door of uncertainty. Actually, I don't know for sure how my partner feels about me because I've not tried my very, very best. I haven't given it 10,000% to 
to make sure that my partner is ultra happy with me. So I am just working my darndest to make sure that they are happy with me so that I do get certainty. But interestingly, what happens is that the person, even though they're trying really, really hard to feel certain to make sure that their partner actually loves them, that they are, their partner is happy with them, and so they try really hard to please their partner, but by the very virtue of doing this, over time, they actually lose certainty because what is enough? What level of pleasing your partner becomes enough? And that question is the same as asking how long's a piece of string. And so they might be trying their very best to please their partner, but then they constantly do it. And then the more that they do it, the more that they start to question themselves because they have never allowed themselves the opportunity to not please their partner. They've never allowed the opportunity to do less to see if their partner would still love them the same. Actually, they just continuously hammer hard because they want to avoid looking at that potential risk, which could actually be an opportunity to learn that their partner would love them regardless of who they are. Or it would be an opportunity to learn if your partner is not going to love you, regardless of if you do loads or if you don't do anything, then actually it's probably time for you to look for a different partner or to be single, whichever, whichever is more suiting. But by the very virtue of continuously pleasing your partner, you also miss the opportunity to find out what is a genuine relationship. And a genuine relationship would be to have consistent love to consistent affection, whether or not you are constantly pleasing your partner. So actually it's by seeing, hey, my partner still loves me, my partner still cares about me, even though I didn't make dinner today or for this week or that I didn't iron his shirts that I didn't do x y and z and actually they still love me just the same I mean that's a beautiful thing right and so the more that you discover that you are still valid that you are still worthy by doing less by not pleasing so much the more comfortable you start to get in in just existing and not having to work so hard to get that affection, to get that love, because you realize that you are loved anyway. You realize that your partner still values you, whether or not you're trying to please them or, you know, that, that doesn't actually matter to them. And also what happens over time, if you tolerate that enough, is that then you start to feel a bit more confident about expressing your own needs, about what it is that you want and how it is that you feel, what your thoughts are and what your ambitions are. And this in itself is really important because as time progresses, then you would start to feel more comfortable in prioritizing yourself, prioritizing yourself as equal to your partner. You would feel okay with your partner prioritizing you as well at certain points. And so there is something that feels a bit more shared within this particular dynamic, this kind of healthier way of being. So by the very virtue of letting go of people pleasing, by by stepping into this level of what might feel really uncertain, what might feel really unsafe and, and anxiety provoking, by letting go of your need, your urge to please your partner, by letting go of that, you can all of a sudden start to realize, is this relationship really 
aligned with you is this partner really affectionate towards you do they love you regardless if you're pleasing them or not and it's a good litmus test because then you can start to judge actually do they love me or do they just like what it is I do for them and then when that becomes clearer you can then make a decision in terms of actually if they just like me for my people-pleasing tendency Am I falling into a trap of a toxic relationship? Am I falling into a trap of being with somebody because they like the fact that I prioritize them? They like the fact that I please them, but I will never be a priority to them. Do I want to be in that dynamic? Or alternatively, you might then start to discover, hey, it is possible for me to be loved and I am loved when I'm not people-pleasing anyway, when I'm not constantly working hard to make sure my partner is happy. And that is going to give you a greater sense of safety and a greater sense of security. So this in itself is absolutely crucial. And it is one of the key ways in terms of how it is that you would progress and start to let go of the people-pleasing tendencies, but also start to develop a healthier relationship dynamic where you can start meeting your own needs and you can prioritize yourself as much as your partner. 